1: Welcome to my 478th ever show of all-around sports, reached Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stutham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the spectacular Sunday finish to the PGA Championship, where Justin Thomas stormed back from seven down to win in a playoff over Will Zelatoris after leader, the, the playoff was created after the leader uh, for over two days. Uh, Mito Pereira from Chile opened the door to the others by hitting his 18th tee shot into the water. It was a shocking development as he was in control for basically two days, Saturday and Sunday. And looked, uh, was looking unbeatable at points. He had a one stroke lead when he stepped up to the, uh, 18th tee. And it was kind of crazy and that, you know, even the announcers didn't realize for a moment or two that it had gone into the water because it was just a little Creek on the right side of the fairway. And when they ever discovered it, then, uh, then it was obvious that he was going to have to scramble. And he did his best, but he could not even, uh, you know, get a bogey to keep him in the playoff, which would have been with uh, the other two, JT and Zellotaurus. Uh, Instead, he got a double bogey and looked uh, flustered uh, at the very end, as you can well imagine. Uh, It just all fell apart. There's no other way to say it uh and but he looked flustered on his when he was on the green on the 18th and uh and it was sad just sad for a guy who had just looked so dominant for two straight days in control and then to have it just all fall apart and that's why you just never know about golf that's what makes it great uh you, you always have to just uh Keep in mind that this these kind of things can happen and uh, you, you know parring the 18th so to speak to put away a championship especially a major is easier said than done. the pressure was palpable to his credit Pereira did a, a excellent post match interview on CBS and uh, was honest and referenced the pressure that he felt and uh, so class act, uh, on the other side, we had, you know, Justin Thomas who just kept hanging in there, hanging in there, hanging in there and got what he needed at the end of his round to draw within one stroke as did, uh, Will Zalatoris. And that of course applied, uh, some of the pressure on Pereira, um, and then once you got into the three-hole aggregate playoff, on the second playoff hole, the 17th, uh, JT took the one-stroke lead and uh, finished up by needing to just drain uh, two putts, and he was already on the green uh, on the 18th in the final playoff hole, and uh, that was that. And he won his second PGA, and it was really just great theater with his father, uh, longtime PGA professional, uh, right there at Greenside, of course. And uh, so just an excellent tournament out at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Crazy weather throughout. And uh, just really uh, an enjoyable watch, beautiful course, uh, and uh, terrific, terrific finish, truly. Uh, riveting stuff. And that sets up the next major, which is going to be played uh, right down the road from where I'm standing. That would be the U.S. Open at the Country Club in nearby Brookline, Massachusetts, site of the 1999 legendary Ryder Cup, uh, where the Americans storm back on Sunday under Coach Ben Crenshaw to win it with Justin Leonard's Uh, 45-foot putt to put it away for the American team over Europe. And I was on the grounds all week, but more importantly, that day. And it was one of the great sports days of my life. And here's hoping that uh, the U.S. Open uh, will provide more of those thrills. It's a spectacular course at Brookline Legendary, the country club. And uh, so... Uh looking forward to that. Uh planning to be there and uh and excitement is already building here in Boston. Uh and one postscript to the PGA was of course Tyler Tiger Woods uh withdrew after Saturday's round. It was obvious uh he was in pain. Um you know, especially as we got to Saturday, uh, unlike kind of the Masters, which was his first outing after the car accident, first Majors outing. And uh, so that was disappointing. And now everybody here in Boston is wondering uh, Will Tiger play the U.S. Open? He has already committed to the 150th uh, British Open at, of course, St. Andrews in July and uh and in addition he is committed to playing uh in Ireland a week or two before the British Open um so you have to wonder where if, if that leaves room for the US Open but it's US Open so hopefully tiger can uh bounce back and will show up here in Boston for uh the US Open coming up in just about a month um So my bizarre story of the week is surprisingly a pair of 3-0 leads uh, with the Golden State Warriors going up on the Mavs by winning last night in Dallas uh, with another vintage performance from Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins just looking dominant uh, as – up 3-0 on the team that beat the Phoenix Suns, the, the best team in the NBA all year long. And, uh, and also the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, winning yesterday to go up 3-0 on the Florida Panthers, who had the top best regular season record in the NHL this year. So the uh, Lightning can Uh, sweep the series tonight in Tampa at Amelie Arena, where I had the good fortune to witness a Lightning game this winter, and uh, the fans are going to be pumped down there. Bottom line, with the the Lightning, like with so many defending champions, Lightning, of course, going for three in a row, first time since the early 80s when the uh, New York Islanders did it. But, um, you know, they had to go to seven, and we're down 3-2 against... Toronto in the first round, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, and they come out on top, winning game seven in Toronto. And typically, again, with, when you have these teams with the heart of a champion and the Lightning are certainly that, they're practically an all-star team, for gosh sakes. Yeah, you let them off the hook early. Uh, the time to get to teams like this, dominant teams, is early. And once they get rolling, and boy, they look like they're rolling now, they can be just about impossible to beat. So uh, they got a second life, and go ahead and sweep their really super arch rival down there in Florida, the Panthers. Uh, So we'll see if that happens tonight. Um, And speaking of tonight, that leads into my low light of the week, which is the Boston Celtics. Not showing up on Saturday night at the Boston Garden. You have to wonder how this stuff happens after their dominant Game 2 performance down in Miami. Uh, they got torched by the heat in the first quarter and never recovered. They turned the ball over non-stop, leading to three thirty-three heat points, which is just an astounding figure. But most importantly... They didn't win a game where Jimmy Butler did not return for the second half. Jimmy Butler, the heart and soul of the Miami Heat, surprisingly and shockingly, uh, not coming out for the second half. And at that point, uh, keep in mind, the the Celtics had closed the gap a bit from, I think, over 20 to like 15 right before halftime. Went on a little run at the end of the first half and then to come out to start the third quarter and, uh learned that, you know, Jimmy Butler was not returning. You just, all Celtic fans, myself included, just immediately thought, oh, well, the Celtics are going to win this game. Um, and it obviously didn't turn out that way. All credit to the Heat. They just kept making steal after steal after steal, turning them into points a good deal at the time. And uh so it was really... uh A shocking, shocking uh, outcome. Again, I I can't tell you the excitement that was prevalent here in Boston again. Coming off that dominant Game 2 performance in Miami, they roll into the Boston Garden on a Saturday night with a chance to go up 2-1, potentially then with tonight's game, go up 3-1, and then they're controlling the series. Now it's really they have to win tonight. There is no other way to say it. So it's uh, uh, everybody's on pins and needles here. Nobody's taking anything for granted. They may have been on Saturday night, including the team itself. Uh, nobody's doing that tonight. Uh, they have to win, period. They can knock it down, obviously. Three to one, heading back to Miami for game five. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our call-in expert, A.P. Stutham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well.
0: channel listen to the desert ranch podcast to hear what connects
2: us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked hungry and thirsty get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a nine-to-five lifestyle to care for land and livestock the desert ranch podcast with vanessa Rohr on the voice america variety channel Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And AP, how are you doing today?
4: Hey, doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Glad to be here.
1: Well, thank you as always for joining us. And uh, today we have the chance to discuss a significant development in college football last week kind of stuff you rarely see, but we certainly saw and heard it. And that of course is the kerfuffle between uh Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And boy, uh Jimbo Fisher didn't hold back after uh Nick Saban uh named his program, uh as well as I believe Jackson State, where Deion Sanders is the coach and bottom line, created a firestorm.
4: Yeah, John, it was something to have two people that know each other for probably three decades or more, both from West Virginia. Uh, Jimbo Fisher was the OC for Nick Saban at LSU. Tried to right. hire him at Alabama, he chose Florida State instead. Nick Saban was in a, in a commercial with Deion Sanders. Wow! And he went That's after right. both of, of them. That's right, the Duck. Uh, Right, so he he was in the that commercial, so what, what I don't understand is the n c a makes these rules. It's the presidents who make these rules so when when everything's in black and white, it's too late to object too late, John, right, to come totally. out public. I think I believe I mean the, the is out of the dispenser, the horse is out of the barn, <laughs> all the other cliches you can. Conjure up. So why does he wait till right now when he knows after reading the rule that this could be the, the consequences and outcome? The coaches are going to lure players to schools with a wink and a nod saying, I cannot get involved in the NIL name, image and likeness deal, but I just happen to know a gentleman who owns a car business in town. Yep. I know somebody who's a president of the bank and I'm sure if you contact them, they might be interested. I mean, I don't think it's, you don't have to be a Philadelphia lawyer to come up with that scenario. John.
1: Well said AP. I mean, you know, NIL is not new to you and I, um, we have talked about that, uh, along with the transfer portal as changing the face of college football uh, the Supreme Court ruling of course, opened it all up for nil and now we are just uh, you know this is the new world we live in, and there 's no turning back the clock on this one uh, it's uh, no, no, you said it perfectly why would Why would you even bother? it is what it is it 's not changing. You and I have talked about it <clears throat> as recently as last week we 've been talking about it for a couple of years yes. for gosh sakes and Right. Now it's a reality, and why you said it perfectly. Why, why even get into it? I mean, you just learn to best live with it. Um, so, yeah, this, I think, shocked everybody for the very reason you described.
4: Yes, John. Now, what I will say and let people know if they're not familiar with Nick Saban, if he is railing about it, uh, legislation that it affects football, right? you can bet. All your money. You could take it to Las Vegas or any other casino or sports betting arena. He is number one at the top of the list of implementing the plan to perfection. Who was the, speaking the loudest about the transfer portal? Yet this year we'll have five, maybe six transfers that will start at Alabama. And not only start, but those were some of the best on the market. Who was complaining about the offenses running fast and wide open? And is this what you really want for college football? Who now has an offense that scores almost 50 points a game? Right. Nick Saban right. On, on both of those. Right. So Something we never. He's railing about the NIL, saying it's not a sustainable uh, model, but you can guarantee that Alabama, they have their collectible, and he, he, his. His idea is to make sure as, as each uh, player enters this university that they're receiving X amount of dollars on, on the entire roster. And then he wants them to make the N.I. deal as they arrive on campus. Well, why, if I'm a great college quarterback, why should I wait? Potential great college quarterback. Why should I wait? Because Nick Saban asked me. Right. I would oh, That's a good
1: point, A.P. Saying,
4: Here it is. Here's the way it is, Coach. That's your plan. This is my plan within the rules. I can find out before I step foot in Tuscaloosa what are the NIL deals available to me. You may not like it, but I'm sure there's more things you, you won't like about me, but you'll have to live with it if you want me.
1: Correct. It's a new world. Obviously, and this is really to a degree that like the first year, it's really going mainstream. Last year, I think, was a bit of everybody just getting used to it on both ends. Yeah. The schools, the players and the potential uh, NIL sponsors, for lack of a better word. Um, Right. So, AP, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Does it, Nick's? Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Bryce Young, didn't doesn't he have an NIL that totals around a million or over? Is it my correct about that?
4: Right, and, right. And who is the one that uh, re- released that information, John?
1: Alabama or Bryce Young? I'm not sure. Or the I'm not sure who. Nick.
4: Oh, oh, Nick, Nick Saban. Of course. Proud of it
1: because it would attract Nick, other players. Nick Saban players. is the
4: one that was promoting that to all the potential recruits.
1: Right, because it would obviously other players to commit, obviously.
4: Yes, to his advantage to get that information out to the public. So like I said, always listen to what he's railing against and take note that he has the best plan to implement the legislation so he benefits the most out of any team in America. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was out there early on. It felt like very soon after winning the Heisman and whatnot that like that that was news you know within a month or two after that and uh and yeah I mean it's just uh makes it all the more startling you know that he would come out I don't know you you know he's not when he latches onto a topic you know he's not shy about discussing it uh he, he seems to get in these uh controversies although none like this one, (laughs) not where a war of words unfolds, but he seems to get in a couple of these a year, um, controversial comments, whatever you want to call it. He is for lack of a better word, as close to a czar of college football as now exists, given his spectacular winning record and run of national championships. But yeah, I just, uh, it, it, it just didn't make sense to anybody. Um, at all, especially if you just look, obviously, at just Bryce Young. You have to look any further than that. He, correct me if I'm wrong on this right. AP, is. does Bryce Young have basically the biggest MIL deals going right now? Like, is anybody else what, over a yeah, million? One of the, or?
4: One of the biggest. We, we could put him in the one of the biggest categories, but not the biggest. I know that right. he supposedly has a quarterback that is uh, receiving quite a bit of. NIL money before he enrolled in Tennessee or he's got a, a plan to right. sign such an agreement if it's not already signed. And then, John, just think about this for a moment. You're knowing somebody for 30 years. You're from the same state, uh, grew up right. around each other in, in the coaching world, next older, of course, than Jimbo, but you don't pick up the phone and discuss this and settle it?
1: Right. And you make it and then
4: Jimbo he felt he he felt he would make it personal after Nick Saban called him out specifically and then he made it personal by calling him a narcissist and you're not God and you know look behind curtain number three if you really want the answers about Alabama football and and we want to get serious about Mm -hmm. discussing advantages through the years of recruiting. And then Nick Saban has to come out with the apology. Or doesn't have to, but does. I I suspect a couple of things. Usually, Miss Terry, his wife, jumps on him and says, uh, "I don't think that's the way you need to behave. You have to apologize." And that's what happens. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, Jimbo. And I remember on I believe Showtime a couple of years ago they did a, a sort of a you know hard knocks type of thing for uh, for with Florida State. And I remember coming away watching that, and I watched every episode, and it was fascinating. And, you know, I just found myself thinking, like, Jimbo is, uh, you know, he's a gigantic personality, and you don't want to be uh, getting into it with him. And like you said, AP, I, I lived and worked for a couple of years back in the day, not more than 15 minutes from where Nick Saban grew up in Mononga, West Virginia. So there's a bond, a kinship, uh, you know, given it's West Virginia, small state, that type of thing, and, you know, and that that it's meaningful. It just is. It exists. And, uh, you know, for him to kind of get into it with a fellow West Virginian who has become such a great success um, as well as him, of course, it's surprising. Just like you said, they go back 30 years, so it's just – it's hard to, it's hard to understand just that simple.
4: Right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I figured it out. I mean, he's very calculating, so right. it was not oh, yeah. without deep, deep thought. Right. And trying to get the reason a it certain yet. message Maybe. across that would help his, that would uh, help his football team.
1: No doubt about it. AP, who knows, you know, but yeah, Nick, when Nick speaks, he has a reason for for speaking about a particular yes, topic. I mean, Hey, AP, it could be as simple as he might have lost a recruit that morning due to NIL. I mean, it could be that simple. You know, it was just – you, you just have no idea. Or it could be a much broader, yeah. broader uh, reason. <laughs> um, who knows? Um, but AP, we're already at the end of our first segment. We've hardly even uh, – you know, uh, lifted the lid off this topic. So, why don't we take our first break now? And still, a lot to, more to get to on the other side.
3: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts NavaNAv every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And, A.P., last segment, we were talking about the spat between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And turns out they're going to be face-to-face here uh, very soon at the SEC Media Days, I believe it is, uh, coming up in Destin, Florida, where they're always held, uh, in the next week or two, correct?
4: Right, that's the spring meetings, John, and then they'll have the regular SEC Media Days in Atlanta in mid-July. Okay, So we're going to get probably a round one and maybe a round two.
1: Yeah, AP, you know, given how (laughs) the SEC is the best conference of college football there by – Uh, Covered big time by the media. Uh, It's going to be, you know, they're going to be a dog on a pant leg on this one. They're not going to let it go, you know, down in Destin here. Uh, So it's just going to create, you know, a whole new round of just craziness because I don't think they're going to accept no comment, if you will, from either coach or something to that effect. Uh, although I think both coaches are going to try right. to, have, to dismiss it. Right, right.
4: It. And we we all know that the SEC commissioner, he uh, he takes him on the hands. And said, That's yep. enough of that, young boys. We're not going to have such foolishness out in public. Right. But Find it seems both. to me that somebody like Nick Saban, it's like let's say the SEC is a private school and his daddy built it. So you might say something the next say, but he's got so much power. He, I don't know if he's going to heed the words of the commissioner. Oh,
1: I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, Greg Sankey had to do something. And he did something. He fined them both. But uh, yeah, but you know, it's not just about those two as well. Uh, you, you you know, Jackson State and Dion Sanders as their coach. Uh, we're also in the middle of Sabin's comments.
4: Yes, yes. So uh Deion Sanders, his analogy was that Nick Saban was really not speaking to him directly, but what he was saying that Coach Saban was really calling to to arms all the Alabama donors, you gotta coffee up some you know cough up some money because we don't want to fall behind in this this arms race of dollars with these NIL deals. So that was his interpretation.
1: Especially when you consider AP that, you know, Jackson state basically got one of the top, if not the top high school player in the country, uh, right. Ostensibly because he got a million in NIL deals or something to that effect. And, uh, right. And you know, so that's Exhibit A of how the landscape has changed. When you have maybe the top high school player in the country going to Jackson State, as in not Alabama, <laughs> and uh, right. you, you know, and that was the example that uh, you know that he referenced. And Deion Sanders, you know, yes. took the high road as far as you know his comeback, so to speak. Uh, he didn't get into it. He, uh, unle- he was the opposite end of the spectrum from Jimbo Fisher's reaction.
2: Yeah, yeah
4: he, he, he kind of gently warned them that, okay, I heard you now. Let's let's make sure we're repeating facts and not false falsehoods.
2: So, exactly right.
4: And that's another yeah. situation. Here it is. You're in the commercial with Deion Sanders. Why would you not call him up on the telephone and have a conversation?
1: You may, And you brought up that point at the break uh that yes, they do a commercial together uh, we all see aflac and uh, with the duck there, <laughs> and uh and you know we're all very familiar with it, and so yeah, so obviously they know each other uh they probably knew each other well well we do well yeah but but it's obvious they know each other as a result of the commercial and uh so yeah a p it's just uh y- you know. It's the wild, wild west. It's exactly what we predicted. We didn't know how it was going to unfold in, you know, in this type of a scenario. But as far you know, in this scenario or not, it's the wild, wild west out there, and it's chaos. These are words I've heard used by college football uh, reporters, and you know, they're they're close to it, and their view of it is again chaos, Wild Wild West, whatever term you want to use. There are no rules. I mean, maybe there are, but it's... You have to wonder if they're all being followed. Uh, and it's just everybody's out there, you know, trying to, uh, you know, make money for themselves and their athletes. You know, there's a... I think there's a whole new... Yes. Yes. Uh, you and, know... And j- representatives, and, and shall John, we say, here, are
4: burgeoning. Yes, and here's the other thing, Jane John. The only limit is your imagination of how to make money with those NILs. Correct. If Correct. you think about it. Exactly. Well said. There are, again,
1: there are rules, but, you know, there, uh, <laughs> you, you know, there's, it's a cottage industry has developed, obviously, with many people, for lack of a better word, I'll compare them to sports agents, representatives, if you want to just call it a generic term of, you know, a cottage industry has developed of, you know, uh, getting these NIL deals for the players. So in conjunction, in many cases, with the schools.
4: Right. Yeah, John, uh, the one thing Sabin's he kind of warned against was he kind of intimated. What if you have an NIL deal and the player does not perform? He he said something about the the company or the business they're they're holding the bag, but that that's already happened uh, already with the quarterback from Clemson, and I think the quarterback at Oklahoma, transferred to South Carolina, Spencer Rattler. So right, that's buyer beware. That's in any that's in any business deal.
1: Totally, and I I assume that's getting written into whatever contracts are being made up or exist, and uh, you know and. It's obviously a good opportunity to go right back to the transfer portal that you and I have talked about so often as well, which is simply that, you know, what happens when, you know, a quarterback. Well, I'll just use the example you gave. Spencer Rattler transferred from Oklahoma, as we all know. Let's not forget he was last year's preseason, short list of preseason Heisman candidates, and he lost a starting job. So what happens when, you know, it's focusing on quarterbacks, when they show up at a school, they don't win the starter position. They're going to go to the transfer portal, but yet there's a NIL deal in place with, say, a local uh, sponsor. So, yes. how's that going to unfold? I, I guess it's probably going to be written into contracts or whatnot, but yes. nonetheless, that could get messy.
4: Yes, yes, it could. But that's like I said, buyer beware in any deal. So right. I don't feel sorry for any sponsor. I mean, they'll, they have smart lawyers on their side. The players will have some lawyers on their side and they'll work out the agreement satisfactorily that each side is protected. Right.
1: Yeah. Pretty standard stuff. Uh, but that doesn't mean it can't get messy. Uh, that's for sure.
4: Right. That's correct. That's that's yeah. right. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. Sure can. Yeah. And, uh, John, the only thing I would say we we have been talking about this nil for I think it's about three years minimum because I had right. often on the this show state senator the, yeah the state senator from California on my radio show uh, and Senator Bradford and they're in the, he's in the news again and and we've talked about it on this show consistently so yes. it's not new to us or strange or outrageous. Uh, We we were looking at the possibility of outcomes and scenarios all through these last two or three years. Uh, California is coming up with a bill. I'm not sure if it's signed or it's in the uh, proposal stage, but they want to give, I think, 50% of the revenue from the athletic department to, I, I think it was, was it basketball players in football or maybe all the athletes so in each player would end up getting quite a bit of money in that four or five years span because they're receiving without an NIL deal 50% of the revenue
1: right right couldn't agree more AP you know and one thing's for sure uh, let there be no doubt you know uh, these players in my mind deserve it period they just do. I mean, you know, we've all had our you know, thoughts about how the NCA's run for decades if not centuries and right. uh, and you know, they weren't paid, period. While well, massive right. profits were being made by the schools they played right. for. And now that's changed, and so I'm a big believer that these kids deserve every cent they can get. Period. Without and hopefully free from any NCAA infractions and all the ridiculousness that went right. along with that.
4: Right. I, I, I would also add to the equation, John, remember that a scholarship is worth quite a bit of money. Absolutely. So I wouldn't be as dismissive as some players where they're saying, well, we're not getting anything. That, that's not true. That's, that's a, a misrepresentation because when you're attending a school, uh, let, let's say you're at Stanford or a private school. I mean, it must be at this point sixty, seventy thousand per year. Some
0: oh, yeah, it's quarter million dollars. If stay there
4: five years, that's yeah. a substantial amount of money. Uh, if you ask your your next door neighbor that was going to Stanford and they're having to pay uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollars in that four and five years, they wouldn't consider it nothing. I mean, I don't like sure. the way they dis- dismiss it like they're not being. They're not receiving any benefits and and not only that you're you're getting to meet the top level alumni that have graduated from that school you have a network that is way beyond the average student so they don't bring that into the equation and and people shouldn't push uh, most players right now John they're receiving the Pell grant the Alston uh, money they're receiving the total cost of attendance money so some of them probably receiving thirty to forty thousand dollars per year right now Absolutely.
1: No, I'm glad you brought that up because that is very relevant. You know, a standard college education for four years is a quarter million dollars or thereabouts. Uh, But AP, uh, we have to go to our other break. And I would just only say that one mitigating factor there is, as we both know and everybody knows, so many of these athletes leave after one year, maybe two, maybe three. So, um, you know, that factors into the whole equation too. It's certainly after one year in, in basketball more than football, basketball, I think. Basketball right. Basketball is for year. one year. Football's the three years minimum, right. Exactly. But A P we have our final break. Why don't we take that and still a few more things to get to on the other side?
3: us on twitter at voice get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn listen for go to health radio If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Dannis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public system and offer insight on what needs to be changed. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: On the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waist radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waist, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety.
2: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing are two events tonight. The Celtics and the Heat from right here in the Boston Garden. Huge game. Celtics need to win it. Or, in my mind, the series is over. And the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, looking for the sweep against the Florida Panthers. So, uh, so good TV for a Monday night. Nothing like the postseason. And AP, uh, we of course have spent a lot of time talking about NIL and, uh, to a degree, the transfer portal. And uh, yeah, so again, uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, you know, the annual meeting. Down in Destin. When exactly is that, AP? Is that Memorial Day weekend or just the, within the next week or two, right? The,
4: the, the Tuesday right after Memorial Day,
1: that week. A week from tomorrow. So that's next week. Yeah, hard to yes, believe Memorial it. Day is like uh, this coming weekend. Um, it comes quickly, but it's a good sign. It's summer. Uh, the, is upon us. Uh, but, AP, uh, you have been there many times. What do you expect? Like, you know, you, you're familiar. I, I mean, am I correct in thinking that maybe it's media days itself, but the number of media attending, whether it's the SEC annual meeting or maybe it's the actual media days in June or July, whenever. Um, we're talking hundreds of media,
4: correct? Oh, like they, they, they've credentialed in the past a 1,000. That's
1: what I thought. I had a figure of 900-something in right. my head.
4: Right, right. Well, other leagues, let's say, and I did the story about this one time, the other leagues combined, I don't know, I don't think it was 1,000. Correct. Yeah, I'm, Five I'm power sure leagues. You're... So the other four power leagues, yeah. Now 1,000 combined. I'm sure you're right about that.
1: Uh, and AP, would it be 1,000 for the media days or even for the annual meeting, which is the one coming up next week? No, both. that's
4: kind of an invitation only uh event. Okay. Ingested so it's not very, not as many. Yeah, so it's a handful, right. not very many. Yeah, well,
1: for you and I as journalists, you, you know, the SEC like all of college, you know, presents a unique circumstance for all these media credentials which is simply, you know, this is like uh, old state you, so to speak. So not only do you have the towns that they're from, often smaller towns, whether it's State College or Tuscaloosa, and then you have potentially media from every other significant or otherwise town in that state, and then, of course, you have the big cities. You know, I I, I spend a lot of time in Florida, therefore, you know, I look at Florida and, you know, for the Gators, <laughs> as, as an example, as the SEC rep uh, down there, I mean, you have obviously Miami, Orlando, Tallahassee. And Miami and Tallahassee each have their own schools, but uh, you know, but they have to cover the Gators because they're against State U. And uh, right, so that's where it gets fascinating. Um, you know, nowadays AP with the SEC, geez, then you now you're throwing in Texas A&M, which is basically the whole state of Texas. And then you're throwing in Missouri, uh, you know, which is, again, the whole state of Missouri. It just is. And so it just right. um, gets, grows and grows. And uh, wait till Texas and Oklahoma show up. And they are their yes. own state use, uh, massive media coverage. So it's only yeah. going to get bigger, AP.
4: We, next time we yeah. talk about this, the name maybe 2,000 yeah.
1: credentials. Yeah,
4: the name of the name is Get Bigger to Have More Money. That's it. <clears throat> Good point. Good point. Um, and, and and you th- and you say, well, why Oklahoma? It's not a very big state, but it's a big brand.
1: Huge brand. Uh, and you know, having watched uh, the PGA Championship for the past week, and uh, you know a little bit each day, and then a lot yesterday uh, in Tulsa. So you know, it's just re. re- It was just a good reminder of, you know, and I learned a lot, quite frankly, about the state of Oklahoma over the past week. Um, And you you said it perfectly. They're they're a national brand um, with a following throughout and voracious fans and, you know, a deep history, to put it mildly, going back to the days of Bud Wilkinson and winning,
4: uh, what was it, 47 in a
1: row, I think.
4: Um, I think it was 47 in a row. So they're a school with national championships, conference championships, All-American, and Heisman Trophy winners.
1: Correct. Correct. Including uh, three Heisman Trophy winners, if I remember correctly, in recent years. Uh, So, yeah, they're they're a brand, uh, to put it mildly. And then Texas is a massive brand. Yeah. Right, but they have their own network,
4: Longhorn, Longhorn yeah. Network,
1: so... They invented. Sure. They invented that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. But, yeah, the SEC media coverage, uh, yeah, so we'll have to keep our eyes and ears open for what's going to go on next week at the annual meeting down in Destin, Florida. And that should be fun. uh, you know, again, um invitation only with the media so that'll make it a little different but uh the subject isn't going away this kerfuffle uh started by nick saban and it's bound to grow but ap hard to believe we're at the end of the show already i do want to thank you as always for calling in uh college football the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) to say the least even in the off season
4: oh Oh, yeah. We had the weigh-in so far. Rounds one and two coming up.
1: (laughs) Perfectly put, AP. And on that note, thank you again for calling in. Uh, And we'll look forward to, uh, to talking again soon. Thank you, John. Thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern
0: Time.